Hi, Cockalorum, ladies and gents. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Jurgen Klopp is angry and Spurs are just a pony. It's Monday the 30th of November. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm CM Donaldson. And I'm Vidushan Hunter-Raja. Everybody, it's Monday, and what a happy Monday it is, Peter. You're looking radiant, brother. Yeah, thanks, mate. I got my Christmas jumper on. I'm feeling mm-hmm. like Christmassy. I'm going to put the Christmas tree up later on. Clever girl, Vish. <laughs> how the dickens are you? I'm very well, very well. Yeah, my mentions got a bit clogged on Friday. Did they? People <laughs> congratulating me for my win over you, which was a bit annoying because I was trying to forget about it and get on with my life. Yes, um, but yeah. So that was that's something that happened. Yeah. Like I say, I'm very proud of you to to use me as inspiration, and, and I've taught you mm. how to win and I'm de- absolutely delighted. Did you get any sleep on the weekend then? Or? I I got an enormous amount of sleep because I knew my work has, has been done. Uh, okay. <laughs> As a true champion, you grow other champions and that's what I did. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think you put too much stock in that. To me, it was just a Friday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what M. Bison says in The Street Fighter? <laughs> What's that? It's Film. just a Friday. He, said, he goes and it talks to Chun-Li about um, uh-huh. him destroying the, uh, his, 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 uh, her village and killing everyone in the village. Yeah. I think for you, that was the most important time of your life, but for me, it was just a Tuesday or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Evil. Evil. Evil well, fish. Vicious displayed. I, Evil. I like it. First minute you've mentioned it. You've been waiting since Friday, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, nothing at all. Nothing no, 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 at all no. was prepared. Mm. It's it's nice for someone else to win for a change. Um, uh, right, gentlemen, before we uh, start the football ramblings, a brand new Ramble Meets is out today in celebration of Diego Maradona's life after his sad passing last week. Andy Brassel is joined by the acclaimed filmmaker and director of the Diego, Maradoc- uh, Diego Maradona documentary, Asif Kapadia. Uh, Asif talks about Maradona's sort of split personality, the fear and doubt he felt in Naples and how he manipulated the media throughout his career. And he also recounts his own unique meetings with Maradona in Dubai, which is well worth hearing, let me tell you. So fantastic. Please, please tell me the salt bears there. Oh, blimey, that guy. Who is that guy? Why does he turn up every now and then? Um, yeah, it's fantastic chat with, with a man who uh, knew uh, Diego Maradona's story better than your average. Uh, and to give it a listen, just head over to Football Ramble Presents now. Right, chaps, we're going to start with the FA Cup second round. <laughs> all right start with the first one mate uh that's what it's been and done all oh, right okay. uh-huh. and that's we're waiting for the third yeah that's okay. we're in between times <laughs> um the wonderful story of eighth tier marine scoring a 120th uh minute winner against Havert and waterlooville who are now have and waterlooville national league south so it would have been a story for them to get to the third mm. round as well but uh but <laughs> marina even lower than that pt they, they haven't played in months have they <laughs> they haven't played since the first well round. yeah they're, they're not an elite club so yeah, they haven't uh, uh, played uh, since they beat Colchester in the first round on the seventh of oh, November. It's the Jurgen Klopp dream. It is one, <laughs> one match a month. <laughs> but is it though? Because they were on TV. <laughs> yeah, good fight. Uh, good fight. Yeah. Um, uh, Niall Cummins, the captain, got the goal. He says, "I'm not going to lie. I closed my eyes and it hit me in the shoulder or my back." It was a weird looper, wasn't it? <laughs> what sure, the hell is going on? Maybe is that a shoulder blade then? He, yeah, was, he was fortunate. He, yeah. You're right. It kind of somebody sort of made sure on the line. You know, had already crossed. Vish, you're looking confused. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to think you're looking as confused as you did the other day when we were outside Buckingham Palace and you went, "What's that?" That actually happened. What? You were, why were you both outside Buckingham? But what have you guys planning? What you up to? He's been watching Netflix, and I went, "Look, you see, that's the actual place." That, <laughs> that, is that, it real? 
bit's true. That bit's true. <laughs> Did you think that it was a Potemkin village? Just the front <laughs> He looked up and he went, what's that? And I looked at him and he went, oh, is that Buckingham Palace? <laughs> it's not a bloody new build, is it? <laughs> I know, that was really bad. Um, my sense of direction is terrible. And you don't really walk through that part of London. Or certainly no, I don't, there's no reason to be there, yeah. is there? Yeah. It's on the tourist trail. Yeah. So let me show you some things that you might not have seen before. The reason I was confused in this moment oh, okay. was that I'd like to think that if you had your eyes closed, you could tell if someone was touching your head or your back. Yeah, that, I right. do agree or your with shoulder that. shoulder or your back. Well, I think yeah. it must be shoulder blade then, because he did say um, uh, shoulder or back. So maybe it's in that little spot where you're not quite sure. <laughs> Where's the joint? Where is it meeting? Is it on the border of the back and shoulder? That's what I think he's made there. <laughs> but yes, uh, a great for them. The manager, Neil Young, uh, not that one, said, uh, I went, uh, I don't need to say not that one, do no, I? Not really. no. no, the 75 year old singer songwriter, Neil Young, is not the manager. <laughs> um, he is he said, married to Daryl Hannah? I don't know. No. I do not okay. know, Peter. Um, he said, I went running on the pitch, which is not usually my style. Usually I've got usually... a heart of gold, yeah. he said. <laughs> he said, I'm usually quite calm. Uh, okay. Yeah. But managers don't always run on the pitch when they win, though. I no. mean, I'd love to see it. Yeah, I do, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I... Six, legally... six nil win. <laughs> 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 they have to do a run over the other side and then come back again. Oh. I very much enjoyed all the people who were kind of like watching through the chair link fences. Yeah. Just kind of squished. That was nice. Day. Well, because it, was, it yeah. was one of those grounds where the, a lot of gardens seemed to yeah, back onto yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Which was good, yeah. Did you see their goalkeeper was seen uh, popping down to the local co-op in full kit coming mm. back with some I was beers trying to figure out what beers he'd bought I'm yeah. thinking it might be beer Amaretti from the colour of the packaging but I'm, I'm willing to be proved wrong yeah. well, you, get, you always get Cronenberg in co-ops don't you yeah yeah Heinies uh-huh. Amaretti Heine. yeah yeah uh-huh. you could, you, I wondered if um, I suppose not everywhere has Deliveroo or Uber Eats but mm. usually you can like you can get beer in mm. Mm. I have a fax you? one of those big Polish um, I think it's Polish I'm, I'm a big Tisky guy, but there's a big there's facts. It's this big kind of like export strength lager that's like it's like a it's like a tin of paint. It oh, is right. yeah. brilliant. But I love it with a special brew. She's <laughs> got loads of cans of special brew. Like a tin of paint. It's brilliant. Delicious paint. Problem yeah. paint, I call it. Is Tisky good? I've never. Tisky's good. Yeah, Tisky. For a, I, I like my fizzy lager, and Tisky is a is a decent tipple. Well, that's why I'll be trying so this morning. Speak. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the takeaway so far. Mm. Um, but it was nice to see him in his full kit, of course. Uh, God bless that man. Yeah, mm. also in the uh, FA Cup second round, sixth tier, Chorley beat Peterborough, who were, in, of course, in League 1-2-1. Big win for them. They knocked out Wigan in, in round one. They're going very strong. Their, their club anthem, apparently, is Adele, Someone Like You. Well, they yeah. played this on Match of the Day 2 as well. It's an odd choice. It's, 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 a, it's a difficult song to sing, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I think they've done the quite... Runs quite yeah, the, the performance that they put together after that match, I thought, was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, the, the, you would think that there would be some sort of reason why that was their, their songfish, but then... They're all football, heartbroken. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. They've all gone through recent divorces, oh, about... breakups. <laughs> You've gone through, turned the kid, You turned sing the that when you get us. knocked out, you know. They're <laughs> <laughs> all collectively auditioning for, for <laughs> yes. Britain's Got Talent. I don't know. The mind boggles. <laughs> uh, um, also, there was a, there was a, uh, an upset as well. Stevenage uh, Borough of League One beat uh, Hull City on penalties. Mm. Two saves from on-loan goalkeeper, Chelsea goalkeeper Jamie Cumming. He did that a couple of years ago for the Champions League semi-finals. Not the 
full one, yes. the, youth, the Youth Champions League, I was about which to say, exists. I think we would remember that. <laughs> um, incredible. Mm. Incredible. Will he go back to his parent club? We don't know because they are keeping clean sheets, aren't they, Peter? I think they're all right. Um, but yes, FA Cup second round, lovely stuff there. We're looking forward to the third round, of course, uh, the start of January. Let's move on then to the Premier League. It was Chelsea nil, Spurs nil. We are not even in the race. So we are not a horse. We are just a pony. Come on. He's come back. He's fully back, Mitch. We've got it. This is it. Mourinho has his eyes on the title. Now, he did say this, of course, famously to Chelsea. And I think they won the title the following season. Right. So is this Mourinho saying, no, no, we, we, you know, he's planning on top four finish, you know, obviously do as well as they can. But this is Mourinho saying next season's the season when they can spend a bit more, perhaps in the summer when they've got Champions League football, perhaps. What are you thinking? What are you thinking, Pete Donaldson? That's well, not up to him, is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, go but it is, that. Peter. It will be up to Mourinho. The thing that, that, that just Mourinho says, yes, and the way his team perform, very uh-huh. different things sometimes. So he uh-huh. can he can talk all he likes about whether they are title contenders. Mm-hmm. Spurs look like title contenders. Uh-huh. This is the best chance they've had in the Premier League era. Yes. Well, there was that season, of course, when Leicester won it, and they. But they were never top, were they? Yeah, I, I can't quite remember, but it was that they had a chance then, of course, and it ultimately went down to Leicester versus Spurs for the title. Arsenal sort of fade away, even though Spurs finished third. Um, and this league is a nonsense this season as well. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> which, is, which is all the more, more reason why it's the best chance. This yeah. league is a nonsense, and they're the but they're, only side who haven't conceded double figures so far. I think they mm. are just a pony, though. Mm. Does the does a pony ever win the Grand National? No, but would, is a pony allowed to enter the Grand National? <laughs> Probably not. No. Isn't it be like oh, like a child in the hundred meter sprint? Well, if the child is quick enough, then. does the Grand National have like ponies for like mascots coming out holding like a? <laughs> Yes, 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 fish. Ponies holding the horse's hand as they walk out, and then the pony's really nervous, and all goes, "Don't worry." Yeah, and then they takes its uh, its saddle off. I don't know whatever they have, and then they then they pretend to like do the race, and everything. Crowd goes, "Across the line." Yeah, Yeah, I'm into it. Ross Turnbull's little pony. Mm. Ah, yeah, Yeah. not sure his name is Hilario. Still knocking around. Oh dear, yeah. So um, Mourinho said, you see the difference. Joe Rodden was playing for Swansea. Thiago Silva has been and is still one of the best centre-backs in the, in the world. He that did... is a difference. I mean, yeah. 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 Swansea now he's playing for us. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, Thiago Silva is uh, a bit older, of course. But uh, he also said, Mourinho, when he's saying, oh, we're just uh, just a pony, he said, but Chelsea, they are they are one of the biggest contenders. <laughs> Again, making this, this point uh, that they got at Stamford Bridge a bit more special. I mean... Spurs' record at Stamford Bridge is awful, obviously, in the last... Since that win in 1990, they've won once there. I think the commentator was saying in 34 matches. They got beat twice last season, they so did. That, this is an improvement. Yeah, well, 2018, they, of course, won there, which was the first time, I think, since 1990. I'm not really too sure what to think about these kind of records because you think, well, obviously, it's a very different crop of players now mm. to what it was through the 90s, through most of this. Does it really matter? But then when you look at the statistics, you sort of think, well, there is something in this, even though they did win there in 2018. Marcus, in 2020, the only statistic that matters is yeah. it's not the goal scored, no. it's the expected goals. That's <laughs> all anybody is talking about, expected goals. Well, what was the expected goals that Spurs had in this match then? Uh, it was zero. Yeah, <laughs> in the second half it yeah. was zero. They okay. weren't expected to get anything, which is perhaps why Lampard was slightly punchy when uh, the, the interviewer, the reporter said to him after, you know, well, neither time could really get on top. And he said, well, one team did get on top, you know. Yeah. We were the better <clears> side. One team had 60% of the ball. Yeah. Mm. 
Um, and a few more chances. I mean, Chelsea yeah. will go away with that thinking they should have won, despite Mourinho saying, oh, my, I'm really happy that my players are annoyed that we only got a point. But Chelsea did edge it in terms of chances and expected goals. Mourinho is so smart. And I'm not, not going to say it winding up people because I don't think Lampard's particularly wound up by him. Well, he, he knows how he Yeah, but, but also the fact that Mourinho knows how important it is to go first in those press conferences. <laughs> so he knows whatever he says... Can be will be essentially mm-hmm. used as a crux of the next manager's press conference. Mm-hmm. So Lampard, in a few situations, has been asked about things Mourinho has said five minutes earlier. Mm-hmm. So he's been like, "Well, I mean, what do you want me to say to that?" It's a mm-hmm. bit like me going, "Have you heard what Pete's been saying about you?" No, have, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. pretty. Well, he scores on the walls, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, like I, I think you know that to me on. Um, on on Sunday was like those mid late two thousand games where the top two meet quite early in the season mm-hmm. and it's a bit like in a you know a superhero film where the hero and the villain meet like forty five minutes in you're like mm-hmm. nothing's going to get sorted here no. they're going to keep their powder dry for an, at least another hour before anything worthwhile comes of this and it was a little bit like that they'll yeah. both take their point they'll meet again later on in the season and they'll you know come February they can actually start the proper trash talking. Now they're all just trying to save face. And mm. yeah, you know, I, oh, I was so disappointed. We got a point with, we, you know, we've kept on a run. We haven't conceded in two games. So bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not great. I mean, but I mean, it is quite impressive in one sense when, when two sides go out not to lose. It was, and they get a clean sheet. Yeah, and it was quite a good game to watch. I quite enjoyed it. Did you enjoy that. it? Did yeah, you? I quite enjoyed it. And, yeah. and like, and and two of my favourite footballers, Son and Ken, were completely nullified in that match. Yeah, I, you, I how many teams have managed to kind of just railroad? You're institutionalised like, by Steve Bruce, aren't you? Now? <laughs> <laughs> no attacking <laughs> intent. You know, playing, playing making sure. I don't want to see expected goals. <laughs> Don't want to see them. Don't expect them. Don't want them. Yeah. Were you annoyed when uh, Newcastle got those two late goals against Palace? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really put my back up to you. <laughs> Damn it all. Well, that's the thing. Like, if you don't have expected goals, you won't, if you or if you do have expected goals, if you mm. expect goals, mm. then you won't be surprised, will you? Exactly, yeah. yeah. You know, that's a great thing about being a pessimist. You're never disappointed, <laughs> isn't it, Peter? Um, but, uh, but, but seriously, though, you know, it, there is something about setting up the side and, and, and thinking, right, today we are not going to lose. Mm. And that's clearly what Mourinho did. And you would say Lampard did that as well to an extent. Obviously, as I say, Chelsea probably edged it in terms of chances and whatnot. But they did, that was the case, isn't it? Chelsea know that, that, that with, you know what Mourinho's like, it's kind of like, do not lose games in which you... Which you, which which could well, you could lose to a, to a, to a rival when you're going away from home, even though there's no fans, but there's still that kind of psychological edge, I suppose. You put away your home games. You put away the teams that are that are lesser than you, if you see what I mean. So to go there and not lose is is a huge sort of thing, and it's a big strategy of his. Yeah, and, and I think Spurs fans by and large, certainly the Spurs fans I talked to last mm. night, by and large, were, were very happy with that. I think the um, like one of my mates was saying that he's not totally enamoured with how they set up yesterday, mm. but he was he was actually quite proud of the fact that a Spurs team. Mm-hmm given his years of following them, were able to go and do that, to execute yeah. such a solid plan yeah. and really stick to it and stifle the best attacking team in the league. Mm-hmm. Well, because you can you can get a bit blindsided. You can think, well, hang on a minute, you know, it's a televised game at a prime slot on a Sunday and you think, well, hang on, this is a load of nonsense, but you're right. It's a long old season. If you really want to win the league or, or certainly challenge, those are the games that you've, you've... Sometimes you do have to play like that a little bit. I mean, it's interesting what Eric Dyer said. Uh, I think it was before the game, actually. Um, but he said, you know, I'd say this team is probably more pragmatic. I think 
we still possess a lot of the qualities we had under Maurizio Pochettino. We're all a bit older and mature. Um, but he said Mourinho is definitely putting his stamp on the club, on the team and the players. He wants us to be a representation uh, of himself. Tough is one of the words I'd use to describe him and this team. Oh, Come on, this big talk from Eric. He's like a big Rita Rara. <laughs> Kicking the shit out of the city. <laughs> no, Rita is like delicately dancing over the city in that advert. Uh, well, or is it only, goes, only goes for 30 seconds, that's all I'm saying. Is there extra Afterwards, footage? she boots the shit out of the gherkin. Are there outtakes that I haven't seen? <laughs> it's like Power Rangers, mate. It's horrible. Mothra. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, speaking of a bit more about Chelsea, though, Tammy Abraham obviously had a, a couple of efforts, but it's impressive that he's starting because people were concerned, well, for him, that Werner was going to come in and Abraham, who obviously had all those loan spells away. And Giroud so will get minutes. There's Giroud again, who you know, he missed a chance himself towards the end. <laughs> but, but Abraham, though, I mean, obviously he was their top scorer last season, 18 goals in all competitions. Um, he, he's done well to get back in this side because he didn't start the, the season too well. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I I was worried actually that he'd be one of the players that after there was all that talk last season of giving youngsters a chance and he, you know what, bring, bring these mm. people through, suddenly they spend some money and they're yeah. like, all right, see you later, Tammy yeah, yeah, yeah. and Mason. Mm-hmm. But it absolutely hasn't been the case. And Tammy Abraham, his game, I think... We all, I think we're sometimes we're too quick to pigeonhole younger mm-hmm. players. I say sometimes we, I mean me, really. Yeah, don't drag Pete and I. These are the expected opinions. Yeah. Of, you know, <laughs> Mine's well, like a sports hall. I just invite the players in and go, you got a lot of room, enjoy yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't kick that, that's a medicine ball. <laughs> the, the, um, and I, I think, well, I wonder actually if it's, it's um, what what's helped us a little bit is the fact that all the games have been on TV. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, sometimes we could rely too much on the anecdotal evidence of when we would sit down to watch mm-hmm. a Chelsea game or, for mm-hmm. example, when I would cover a Chelsea game. But now you see them, you know, you see every game, it's all available to you and you see the way he's able to do so many different things, whether he's facing the goal with his back to goal. He's mm-hmm. really, I can only describe him as really swish on the ball. Like he does, mm-hmm. he's really, really efficient touch. Remember like Torres at his peak? Yeah. When he, just, he wouldn't need to take too many touches to do mm-hmm. certain things. He doesn't dawdle. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a really... Really good player to watch, and sometimes you can get distracted because he's so tall, and mm-hmm. you treat him like a, as you would a big, mm-hmm. you know, tall player. But he's um, did he he's disrespect so Reese James when he put those crosses in, and he didn't fully get on the end of them? Don't know. I wouldn't like to say <laughs> they were they were lovely balls in. They were, yeah. He, he'd be yeah. disappointed with himself that he maybe didn't do a little bit better. But you know, he's still learning and. And, uh, and whatnot. You mentioned Mason Mount there. Roy Keane was full of praise for Mason Mount. He said, I like everything about him. Apparently there's critics on social media. I don't follow social media, thank God, <laughs> but I really like the look of him. Do you follow social media, Peter? I, I, I don't follow a lot of social media, but I do like the look of Mason Mount, so we're, mm. we're very much uh, two peas in a pod, me and Keane. Yeah, but you, have, but you have the option of being followed on social yeah, media, exactly, yeah. and in real life, presumably. <laughs> you do like to uh, drop your hanky in that. It's uh, an interesting uh, thing to say. Isn't it? <laughs> what, Keen or me? Keen or you. Both of you, really. Keen's Both the type of person is. who would say, I don't internet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Indeed. Um, so, nil nil there. Um, so not, oh, Speaking yes. of Giroud, actually, oh, go on. There's, there's rooms that he might go on to Spurs. What? Spurs are interested. Well. What's that about? I think that would be a brilliant signing for Spurs. He's absolutely mm, but the not for <laughs> No, but not for Chelsea. Why would you, why would you want to strengthen you know, yeah. a rival Well, there like is that. that, yeah. But I mean, I suppose... Why is he going to another London club? <laughs> why has he got such little kind of ambition? I just really like London. It's not a lack of ambition, oh. is it? Well... Just talk about a bloody World Cup winner. Who? 
Giroud. I thought you were London. No, I'm cool. <laughs> he has, yeah, it's true, actually. He does seem to have the living habits of someone who's just graduated from Bristol University. <laughs> <laughs> Spent some time in North London, went yeah. out west, wants to go back to North London. Flat share. I'm not going south of the river, he says. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Crystal, Crystal, Crystal Palace, Crystal Palace in two Palace, years yeah, time. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's... that's but he, I mean, he's concerned, isn't he, that he might not get into the Euros, the French side for the Euros because of lack of minutes. Oh, but yeah, going Ham. to you well, think West the, Ham, come oh, on. West Ham. Do you not think France's selection, though, not least with what they've done with Pogba, mm. it, that kind of doesn't really matter. I was about to say, Olivia, you're fine where you I are. Yeah. yeah, I think it's the last time he, he, he's proved everything. Yeah, no, I... I, I, I <laughs> In national level. But, I mean, Spurs are looking for a replacement, surely, for Fernando Llorente. <laughs> and he fits the bill, doesn't he? <laughs> but uh, don't, do you not think he'd be brilliant in that side? Yeah. You know, he'd, be, he'd be doing a lot of the hold-up play that Kane does. But I just can't see why Chelsea would even think of doing that. Yeah, but as Giroud as well, but he would be very much second fiddle to Kane. Yeah, is he no, going to get any minutes there? Well, with Kane in, Kane's thing. injuries, and I think mm. Mourinho is concerned that he would want Kane for the sort of the bigger, more important games. Mm. I think he probably would because you know yeah. they should go on a Europa League run mm. uh, with with the squad they have uh, with Joe Hart keeping net in that competition and, uh, and and so on. But there we are. We 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 shall see, gentlemen. Mm. Um, Mention for West Brom getting their first win of the season against poor old Sheffield United. Bit fortunate uh, <laughs> with Sheffield United's uh, poor finishing. There, there, there were be, there were better finishes in this game that weren't actually the goal. If that makes any yeah, sense. I know it was one. <laughs> well, what were the expected goals for Sheffield United? There, three point one two. There you go. They had twenty two shots on goal. It's madness. Thirty nine shots in this one. I mean, it's Leeds United esque, isn't it? They weren't even playing. Was the keeper just anticipating a deflection and he didn't really commit? Because I just thought, I know it was a crowd of players, but I was just like, I was just a bit underwhelmed mm. to be well, honest. Well, Billich was correct when he said this was the game. There are enough games after this one but this was very important crucial for both teams to win the game and he was absolutely right you know West Brom they desperately needed to win that I mean they lost against Fulham of course when they went to Craven Cottage and that would have been that's quite a damning result for them mm. but now they're out the relegation zone for the first time in, in, in a little while or if, if the first time this season perhaps uh, and, it, and it's a huge one I mean a clean sheet's pleasing although you know great performance from their goalkeeper was it Johnston in goal um, but Sheffield United. I mean, I don't know what's going on there. I mean, <laughs> do, do do they need to have a couple more subs on the bench? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> to be able to bring on, is that what he's, Mr. That Wilder? He's sitting down and going, "I will not budge on this. I don't <laughs> care. I will get relegated." Finally, man. Of course, if they got relegated, they go to the championship. Well, you can make five subs. Yeah, you, you'd probably choose not to, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> is that the game here? That, it's um, you got relegated. Yeah, we can make five subs. <laughs> you mug. <laughs> it was. It's weird, isn't it? What just even just watching the highlights of that game, you're like they've got to score one of them. I reckon if you rewatched them, you'd mm. be like one of these has got to go in. Yeah, but bollocks miss was just uh, bollocks miss sounds like something like a side quest on an RPG. <laughs> you must travel to bollocks miss. <laughs> To pick up a sword, um, yeah. but it was, that was. If you take your head out of your hands at any point, you will be cursed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awful, I know what you mean. What about Gallagher's this. goal, Peter? Bit of a shinner. Yeah, I d- yeah, I didn't rate. <laughs> I didn't rate. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that was an, you don't like expected goals. You don't like goals either. <laughs> Get rid of this one. It was a bit of a shinner, but then such control with the shin vision. Yeah. It's quite magnificent, really. No, I mean I, I'm I'm kind of with Pete on this because I heard about the goal and then I mm. saw it and I thought, don't lie to me. Yeah, don't lie to me mm. and say an effort from outside the box and build my hopes up yeah. it's a bit like Wayne you know, Rooney's bicycle kick against Manchester City don't even bring that up in this company <laughs> utter disgrace it's a bit like you know those videos of you know, I don't know why American parents do this but you know when they get like an Xbox box but in it is like a 
I was going to say a duck. But, a you know, duck? A, ru- a rubbish toy, not an Xbox. Do that, oh, right, yeah. what, American parents do that? They do, so they film it and they send it to Ellen or some yeah, twat okay. like that. And... <laughs> <laughs> She's confirmed twat, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they film it and then their kids get really upset and then they send it in oh. and they're like, oh, look at these kids, look at these morons I've raised. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's the equivalent of uh, Gallagher's goal, is it? It was sold to me like I was a was child a, was in a, tears when I opened that. Yeah. Dirty little trickler. It dirty was. little dirty trickler. Little trickler. <laughs> that the right. keeper should have saved. Well, that's a good. He's idea. been an excellent player for them, and mm. is an excellent player. We yeah. should say that. But he likes. He's a dirty little trickler. He's <laughs> a dirty little trickler. <laughs> excellent stuff. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's have a quick break. <laughs> what were they shouting there? Oh, I, welcome back to the Football Ramble, I should okay, say, yeah, just okay. in case you've forgotten where you are. Um, I, he's called him... A sort of... what, what, what Rob Holding was shouting? Yeah. He's built like a brick shit house. How's he gone down like that? Yes, Lovely. that's okay, right. Foul okay, was okay, given yes, against okay. yeah, 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 yeah. That's right, yeah. that's right. Yeah, marvellous. Marvellous, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, before we carry on the, uh, the, the, the Premier League chat, uh, Betway 4 to score update. So let's see how we got on uh, in Betway's four to score this weekend. Entry to Betway's four to score is free each week. Pick the, pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches for your chance to win the weekly £50,000 jackpot. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. Of course, further T's and C's apply. Gentlemen, I uh, went for Timo Werner in Chelsea versus Tottenham. Of course, that was wrong. If it wasn't for wrong. pesky VAR, I would have been right. <laughs> I was like, yes, I've got one. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, in game two, uh, it was Arsenal versus Wolves. Uh, Kate picked Raul Jimenez, of course, got that awful, awful injury. Oh, fucking nice, man. Oh, my oh. goodness. Yeah, absolutely sickening. Oh. Um, as we understand it, though, I think he's all right in hospital and so on. So uh, I think he's is he having an operation on his, on his skull, I think? Yeah, he's had an operation on the fractured skull. Yeah. Neck. Well, obviously, it's nothing too serious. But anyway, the result was uh, Pedro, so Kate was uh, incorrect there. Uh, tonight, uh, Leicester City play uh, Fulham, so we will see uh, if Vish got that correct. He picked Jamie Fard, Vardy, and then uh, Luke picked Ollie Watkins in West Ham versus Aston Villa. So we'll be back with another round of Betway's four to score on the preview show this Friday. All right, gentlemen, let's have some emails. Just email Right, I've got one from Ross Mantle here. Um, Good evening. After listening to Friday's episode, I had a terrifying flashback of the time I came face to face with Joe Hart on the cricket pitch. Oh, hello. (laughs) I'll try and set the scene. I'm unsure of the exact year. Well, it's not a great start, is it? (laughs) I think it happened. (laughs) But it is between 2000 and 2003. It was a beautiful summer's afternoon and Ludlow School's cricket team turned up to play Mealbrace School in Shrewsbury. Mm. This was a case of the little South Shropshire town heading north to the big Shropshire town. <laughs> Presumably that's all relative. Yeah, yeah. After the toss, we were put into bat by, my, by the home team. We thought this was strange. It was bright sunshine with no clouds in the sky, which, by the way, for you two, is pristine batting conditions. Right, okay, okay. We didn't think it was rain and hail, did we? <laughs> no clouds being the key thing here. Yeah. However, we soon realised why. Our opening batsman faced up against a tall blonde left armour opening the bowling by the name of Joe Hart. 
When the first ball was bowled, which went whistling past the outside edge of our opening batter, I knew we were in trouble. Mm. It was cleaned up next ball, meaning I was in next. I walked to the wicket apprehensive, took my guard and got ready to face the onslaught. The first ball I faced, I didn't see. But luckily enough for me, the wicketkeeper didn't manage to fully stop the ball, so we carried, so we called through for a run, and I managed to get off strike. That's good. You don't want a duck. No, no. I tell you, no. it was close to a diamond. Well, duck. no, but he'd still be he would still be on a duck, but he wouldn't be a diamond duck. Yeah, yeah the diamond duck is the most humiliating thing in sport. Golden no, duck's bad. There's something called a platinum duck where you can get run out without where you get out without facing a ball, which is when you get run out when you haven't been on strike. Oh, right. Oh, that's, that's bad. Annoying. Especially, that when, especially when you pay your 15 quid match fee. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's happened to me. Either a platinum duck, that's quite <laughs> yeah. something. The next ball, the opening batsman was dismissed yeah. as well and soon, and I soon had to face Joe again. He's ripping through them. <laughs> no, yeah. He steamed in and bowled me as well. The humiliation continued and we were bowled out for less than 20. Oh, my goodness. Which was knocked off in swift fashion by the opposition's opening batsman. Shocker. Blimey. That is grim. What? Yeah, that is really grim. Maybe Joe Hart should uh, go back to playing cricket. <laughs> well, well, he, he, he was... of South Africa. He, he, was very, he was very, very close to it. I think someone's done a piece today on the cricketer actually speaking to people he used to play with. He was in the Worcester Academy, mm-hmm. very talented. And the people he played with, I know a couple of people he played with who are now pros. Mm-hmm. And they say he was like, he was serious business. He's yeah. just, you know, football plays a little bit more than county cricket. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. In, in my limited co- connection with uh, cricket, um, I would say that he's got a very crickety accent. You would, would that be fair? You? Yeah. In my mind, cricketers all talk a bit like this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> English cricket, cricket. What, like, what sort of? Hello, I'm going to throw this ball at the, the, the stumps. So you, I think English cricketers. Is that what you're thinking? It's again. Like the Yorkshire area? Yeah, probably. That's probably because it's a bit of a hotbed, isn't it? You're thinking of um, oh, what's his name, Jeffrey Boycott. <laughs> That's what you're thinking about. Yes, um, as you often do. Sadly, I just like to be offensive to other people's um, loves. I great loves. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> expected love. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How much expected love? Do you think I need when you walk con- into a Saturday night? I need more context. I need more. <laughs> is Pete Donaldson wearing that jumper, having drunk as much as he has? Oh, the expectations are high. Um, uh, perhaps a clean sheet, though. Um, right, oh. Southampton against Manchester United. Uh, it was a great win for Manchester United in the end. Edison Cavani uh, was at the centre of it. Let's. We need to sort of mention, obviously, what happened on, on social media. So he uh, he could be he could face trouble for this fish, of course, because mm. he he he. Uh, used the word, he said, thanks, Negrito, which the word in itself is not offensive, which is why I would say the word. If it was a sort of obviously a racial slur, then that, you wouldn't say that. Um, now, I, I personally know uh, someone in, in Argentina, not uh, in Uruguay, who their family call that person that name. And it is affectionate, like it really isn't offensive. Um, of course, though, when you call individuals that, and if you know them, you had the relationship in the comfort of your own home, you can, you know, no one I don't think is going to have a, a go at you for using that word. But he should be aware of the wider context when saying that on social media, especially in the current climate and so on, where we're being more, you know, <clears throat> there's more awareness being raised, all that, all that kind I think, of stuff. I think if you're in a situation where, um, I think he should not use that word. Yeah. And I think uh, in 2020, not many people should be using that word, whether affectionately or not. It, there's a reason why there was a, a chocolate bar with that name, changed to, I think, Nito, uh, a shortening of it, mm-hmm. and weirdly had a, a white kid with a with an afro on the front of it. Mm-hmm. Like the, 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 It's clearly 
uh, it, it is clearly affectionate, uh, or people see it as affectionate. In, in the South American. In South American, yeah, but South American uh, names are usually like, it's, it's fatty or skinny or, mm-hmm. or fat. Or, so they're, they're very yeah. descriptive, but... Um, it's you know it's it's 2020 and we are a, a, it, mm. we are a, a, a world. Yep. <laughs> We've all got to live together, and yep. everyone can hear what everyone else is saying. Mm-hmm. So um, that's probably one of those things that uh, yeah he may not regard as being very offensive, but it is offensive. I so. mean, he obviously deleted the post, but mm. if he does get a ban. You know, he'll deserve it. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, that, 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 that's the, that is the yeah. thing, isn't it? it <laughs> yeah. There's, there's, <clears throat> there will be a temptation from some in certain quarters mm-hmm. to talk of this like it's political correctness gone wrong, mm-hmm. uh, gone mad, even, um, or gone whatever because it's yeah. all bullshit. Sure, sure, sure. But you know, what Pete says is absolutely right. Whether, whether or not he has that relationship with that person mm-hmm. anyway, that doesn't justify using it in a public space. Well, that's the difference, isn't it? I think when, when people say, yeah, but a friend of mine, I call it, it's, okay, fine. Well, you're set up with your individual friend, again, that, that's sort of your business, if you see what I mean. But when you bring it to a public space, you know. I'm, I, I think I'm, I think what's unhelpful when you see that word uh, on, on, on a, in a newspaper, uh, I think we were talking about it before mm-hmm. we came to the studio, there's, a, there's um, the screenshot of, of the... Uh, oh, yeah. Of, and the sun, I think it is, of, of blanked out everything after the N, which looks a lot more... It does. <laughs> it really a does. a lot stronger than, yeah. than it is. But it, it's still offensive. Yeah. It's, still a, it's I mean, still a word that shouldn't be used. I, 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 yeah, I mean, I don't think that that particular action suggests what Cavani's views are on certain things. I just think it is a little bit of a slip. However, you know, even if you do that, then then you could face punishment. It's a, it's a very different situation to some of the, well, one example in particular that people are comparing it with and you think it isn't the same. Um, yeah, pe- people would be wise to actually look, I mean, the FA transcript of the, you're obviously talking about the Lewis yeah. Suarez thing. Um, the FA transcript is readily available on the internet. You just have to type into Google and you can read it and you mm-hmm. can read the actual reasons why yes. it was pulled up. And Repeatedly it, saying that word in a certain way yes. to Patrice Everett is not the same as as calling a friend of yours a, a sort of an affectionate tone, even though we've talked about that now. Yeah. But it is just, it's not the same. No, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I, I do think it's important to push people towards that if they think these two are anyway mm. related. And also the idea that, like, Oh well, he didn't. You know, he didn't get away with it. Mm. So why should he just like be yeah. wise to making any kind of assertion like yeah. that? Yeah. So we shall see what happens with Cavani with regards to punishment and and so on and so forth. And and obviously it's a shame because of the sort of the the, the sort of societal context and all that kind of stuff as, as we, we've talked about. But it's also a shame because on from his point of view, if you see what I mean, he scored two goals and, and did really well for for Manchester United. It was it was crucial in, in in a victory. You know, where they were two 0 down. Vish, you were at the game, of course, watching your beloved Manchester United as a neutral. And uh, and it was an impressive comeback. Yeah, it was actually. It, the um, it should be said though that Southampton, in taking their two goal lead, were deserving of it, but didn't actually play that well. Mm. They well, both sides were pretty skittish in the first forty five minutes, and Southampton, they, I've you know, I've seen them play much better, and I, I wondered actually, right, when going going into two nil, they'll just wise up a bit in the in mm-hmm. the second half, and then they kind of just fell away, and a lot of that was because of Cavani, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were knackered. Yeah, probably. Well, that's what they, that's what uh, I think Jermaine Genius was suggesting on, on Master's Day too, that they were running so much and putting so much effort in that they tired a bit in the second half. But I was it mere, Cavani's mere presence that they just got knackered? Maybe it was. Maybe it was his, yeah, his chiselled cheekbones that you know, <laughs> got them all flustered. But the, um, I, I, the way I put it in, the, I wrote a piece on his performance specifically this morning, um, or rather it's out this morning, and I... 
when he came on, I, I referenced it as like, you know, when you finally get that TV in your living room so you know which way your furniture should be pointing. <laughs> like he gave, he gave everyone a bit more focus. Yeah. Like Bruno Fernandes had quite a bad game until he came on. Mm, and suddenly yeah. he, he, even just knowing where to be, where to stand, yeah. where to make those runs because he does it for you mm. and you feel inclined to, even when he, so for example, Fernandes' goal, Cavani pulls out to the right and helps out Aaron mm. Wan-Bissaka to rectify a situation on the right which, where United offered no threat at all in the first mm. half. Mm-hmm. And that created the space in the middle that Fernandez walked mm. into when he mm-hmm. eventually received that cross and scored. Rashford was a lot more purposeful as well. And yeah, everything just seemed to come together. And A player uh, like Cavani can do that. He's wise, he knows his stuff. He just says, lads, get in the yeah. fucking box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We support, the, we've got to get in the net. <laughs> yeah. Get in the box. But also, he's you know he's one of those players who... Is happy to make runs for nothing. Yeah, he doesn't yep. need the gratification Absolutely. of like, oh, you haven't passed me the ball. He, mm. I think he just he's always had that maturity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, Andy Cole, who was punting for, I'm not sure who actually, sorry, but um, he said that Cavani reminded him of Solskjaer, and it was put to Solskjaer in the post-match press conference, and Solskjaer disagreed entirely. And he said, actually, he reminds him of Andy Cole because Andy Cole oh, would always make those. Oh, that's runs. nice, isn't it? No, you, he's you, yeah. he's you. <laughs> and then, and the one thing it reminded me of is, um, like Marcus, you'll know a bit about this. That um, Cavani had the same criticism that Andy Cole used to have in that he was it was said of him that he needed five chances to score a goal. Yes. And it's funny that uh, I looked up the stats uh, last night, and Cavani's had three shots on target in the Premier League and scored all three of them. There you are, you see. And his goal-scoring record at PSG was quite something. I mean, I understand that he's always going to get chances there, but he's still got to put them away. That, um, that header that he did just before his, yeah. his goal was just like, it was rising. I can't can't mm. stop watching it. It's beautiful. Like It, it just went past the post. If that went in, that would have been one of my mm. favourite goals this season. It was great. Well, it shows you he, he scores all types of goals. and Not uh, in that match. <laughs> <laughs> well, he can do. Um, but yeah, very impressive from from uh, you know Cavani. And, and as you say, Vish, it could be just what Manchester United need. Um, Southampton themselves will be disappointed because they threw away a, a lead. I mean, James Ward-Prowse is looking good, isn't he? Another free kick, although David De Gea would be a bit disappointed. Roy Keane was very disappointed at him. Mm. Uh, and then, of course, whipping the free kick in. I mean, they're old David Beckham. Euros <laughs> and that. Fish. <laughs> <laughs> Get back to a four-four-two, Gareth. I think Beckham is the only player with more direct free kicks in the Premier League than... Englishman, Englishman. Oh, is it Englishman? I believe so. Right, okay. Yeah. I just like the improvement in corners, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, Which the, he was um, brilliant at. Yeah. So. Would you have him in? Would you start him for England? I don't know. Start it, I'm not sure. You could have him in the quarterback role, couldn't you? No, you're talking. That worked for Beckham, didn't it? Yeah, uh, I think Calvin Phillips has got that yeah. role. <laughs> you could <laughs> have two quarterbacks. We could, we, uh, just uh, hitting the ball to each other. We'll call them a halfback, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that he could be considered an option. I think the, the system that Southgate's playing... Not sure he'd probably be in the centre of the four. I mean, I suppose if they're playing a, f- a four at, at uh, Southampton, it maybe bodes well for him. So yeah. it's quite a unique four, the Southampton. It is their bit, wide yeah. players come in basically. True. Um, yeah. You, yeah. I, I think. I think he, he he could be in the squad. I think yeah. as, as an option there. It's all, we should also say that he's not just set pieces. You know, he's he's quite a niggly little player. Yeah. Like he he puts himself about and he oh, knows he, he, he knows how to the, foul people. That was always the story, wasn't it? It was like it was like he's an absolute boss in the field. He yeah. absolutely kicks the shit out of people. <laughs> and now he's this cultured. Beckham. I said, where's this come from? Mind you, Beckham, I'd bite him in. Bite him in he, he certainly did, yeah. <laughs> he said, Beckham, I'd bite him. Yeah. Yeah. I would bite him. Yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. I would as well. With actually. wanton abandon. What a lovely trick. Where would you bite him? 
I immediately thought of um, the Sh- shoulder. shoulder. Back of the knee. Back of the knee? Oh, just be... <laughs> oh I don't know. I feel like back of the knee, you wouldn't get in the centre of the man, would you? Yeah. That's why I was thinking of the shoulder, because you'd be right. quite close to his beautiful face. Maybe mm. underneath the ribs, at the back, like a shark. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Let's go with that. Okay, cool. Um, uh, Hassan Hootel uh, was was interesting after the game when he said about Manchester United. You can hear them celebrating in their dressing room. You know how tough an opponent you have been because they were celebrating like they won the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Uh, why do people insist on being celebration police? I, I think they, they were last. It's a last. You know, they scored a winner in the ninety second minute when you when they were two 0 down at half time. I can understand if it'd be they'd be utter knobs if they didn't celebrate. <laughs> yeah, but I think on to the next yeah. one. Yeah, but you're not thinking he's <laughs> job done. He's Reflecting on the fact that they they lost in a lead, and he's saying, "Well, it just shows how good we yeah, are." Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. You know, that's what old Hassan Hoots is doing. <laughs> um, but yes, good win for Manchester United. You have to say they've got character. They came back, and uh, and Solskjaer uh, uh, rides again. My goodness, doesn't he just? Um, uh, Brighton uh, got a good point at home to Liverpool, of course. Um, Diogo Jota scored. He will do that. Mm. Uh, Salah and Mane, both goals, uh, both of their goals were, were ruled out. Um, and uh, it was all about the penalties, though, wasn't it? Uh, well, let's start with the one that was, that was missed by Morpé. Did you see how many times he gave the eyes to go the <laughs> other way? If you watch that again, he, look, he looks about three or four times. And I remember thinking... Oh, he's obviously going to go that way because he's made it so obvious to Alison. But then he takes it and you think, oh, he actually did the hard bit. Yeah. But he put it wide, Peter. Oh, nuts. He was too busy focused on the other side that he forgot <laughs> that you've got to put the ball <laughs> inside. Put the, the ball post. in the net, yeah. He, um, he, he took the ball off Minnie Minot at one point and puts um, Ponley away. Mm-hmm. And, and he, he should have oh, he should have buried that. It was such a poor mm-hmm. bit of work. Yeah. Um, so it was, yeah, I mean, obviously Liverpool... Um, went one nil up and then they they got a penalty uh, in the last minutes of course did Brighton was it a penalty Vish? You can I, see I, why I, it's I given. Am I being mad at it? Like he did kick it. You can yeah. see why it's given. Yeah. I mean the, 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 then people pull up that one was it was it West Ham versus Liverpool where Salah is fouled mm. and it wasn't given. I mean that, this is the thing with VAR. There is no black and white decisions. It is Open to interpretation, and, and now people and now people are blaming time for this somehow. Yeah, they're sort of saying, "Oh, we we we, we watch um, we're watching these at, at half speed, and and football isn't played at half speed." I'm going, "Well, well, what do you, Carlo Ravelli on the on the on the speedy sofa to discuss quantum mechanics? Like, what, <laughs> what, why are we against time now? Why, yeah. why, like, it's either, it's a binary decision. It was either wrong or it was right at whatever speed it was played at. I don't understand that part of it. That yeah. aspect of complaining about VAR. But when you say it's a binary decision, though, it, I see what you mean. It's either a penalty or it isn't. But it's open to interpretation because I think um, Oliver Kay was tweeting about you know in, in 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 about rugby sometimes. Now I don't, I didn't see the particular decision he was tweeting about in the grand final but in a sport like rugby it's the ball does it cross the line or does it not I mean we spoke about this when, when VAR of course has been mm. muted and we have goal line technology that works really well mm. but for, for offside well we seem to have come to a sort of conclusion of is any part of the body or, or whatever the rule is I can't even remember but okay they're offside which is very frustrating but you sort of know where you stand with it yeah. even though it's millimetres and, and the tightest of margins whereas with penalties it will always be open to interpretation and I understand the frustration with the consistencies but VAR was never going to f- mop up those inconsistencies it was always just going to highlight them. So slow, when slow this game down. Well, when it, well when Salah is brought down, I, as I, said, I think it was the West Ham game when there was, mm. it was suggested was that a foul and it wasn't given. Is it clear and obvious? Well, to me, that one he kicks Welbeck, not that much, not enough to put him on the ground. But is that the definition of a foul? I, I think the one thing that people 
forgot when they brought this in was the fact that just because it's the same person looking at mm-hmm. the same incident doesn't necessarily mean he's going to come to the same decision just because mm-hmm. he may, you know, relating to one he made earlier. Mm-hmm. And bear in mind that the, the act of calling the referee over to have a look at the screen immediately puts doubt in his mind anyway. So more often than not, mm-hmm. as someone who's, who, whose sole, sole job is to abide by the laws of the game, mm. they're going to immediately think, right, I haven't done my primary job here, yeah. therefore I need to change it, change the other yeah. way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whether, or, whether it was a penalty or not, I think it was a penalty, but it is a fundamental issue with VAR in that we are still dealing with human beings. As, mm-hmm. as you know, Oliver Kay tweeted, as you mentioned, uh, that it's great when we have binary things that, that have essentially yeah. a yes or no answer. Mm. But that, but this doesn't, and we're asking we're asking a lot of refs anyway, mm. and we're just I, I think we've we've put a target on their back with this kind of stuff, mm. and it's it's not something that needs you know like I, I agree with Pete actually sewing it down does help because you get to yeah. see whether it was a penalty or not, you know like it's it's that that argument itself is quite long time. Oh, if you speed up, it looks like Benny Hill, brilliant. You know? <laughs> That's how relevant that argument is. And if you rewind it, look, he actually yeah. helps him back up. You know, so, um. do a ping pong. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, the the um, it isn't the fact that of the decision that he's making there. It's the fact that he has to go go there anyway. And I mm-hmm. think it's the la- it's why the language is so important here. Because mm-hmm. in rugby and, and cricket, because you can hear those open conversations, they've really worked on getting the language right. Yep. And as a result, when it's relayed to the referee or the standing umpire in cricket, there is less of that doubt mm. put in their mm. mind it is purely about tell <clears throat> is there a reason why i can't award the try this mm. is a review for an lbw's decision mm-hmm. show me what i need to be seen straight off the bat yeah and that just doesn't happen in football it's all bt's fault isn't it poor des kelly he gave as good as he could the thing that gets me is like uh i, I think klopp said uh yeah congratulations hamstring surprise ask chris wilder how we can avoid that about james milner's uh, hamstring mm. injury. you play james milner or not mate like yeah. he's, he's getting on <laughs> and you're playing you, you fuck him <laughs> it's klopp's fault isn't it <laughs> jesus you ride said, him if, like you own him if you mate if you were if you <laughs> If you if you were uh, interviewing Klopp at the end and he said, "Well, it's all your fault," you'd have gone, "What's well, your fault? Actually, I think you're fine. You're a bloody uh, disgrace." I just, I like, I'm sorry. Liverpool are a very well off club, and if you can't deal, if if you can't put footballers on the field that can last ninety minutes, I'm, go I'm not having again. <laughs> Here he goes on a mon- on a Monday as well. <laughs> Finn, get the click record uh, on the on the cameras. Um, no, it's, it, I just, I'm sorry. They are a very well off side, and a lot of the top sides uh-huh. who are playing in Europe uh-huh. have enough money, have enough finances, uh-huh. and and have an academy yeah. that should be uh-huh. it should be able to um, go with three substitutes. It's not Chris Wilder's yeah. fault. He's probably having just as bad a time now anyway. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, with the fire, with, with, the, with that the lack amount of, of money, they should have creamier hamstrings. Shouldn't they? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. We're getting into dangerous territory here, where we're being like those kind of. Fake Faceless Dave one oh one oh one oh one oh one oh twats on Twitter uh-huh. who, you know, should assume that because players are, you know, paid a certain amount of money that they mm-hmm. should be indestructible. I think the I, I thought they both made really good points and I thought they you know, they both lost their threads a little bit, but that's mm. gonna happen when you're talking passionately so soon after a game. Mm. But neither of them have any real power to do anything in the situation. Yeah, Klopp can go and lobby the other Premier League managers and probably should do it in a less public and more empathetic mm-hmm. way. Mm. But at the same time, like five subs wasn't going to allay any issues that we're having with hamstrings right now. It was mm. the fact that the preseason was so small mm. and no one, no one who mattered actually gave a shit about it. Mm. And now we're in a situation where five subs won't solve anything really, 
but it's you know it's it's a, a slightly more useful remedy now in that we can't suddenly just stop for a couple of months and mm-hmm. allow people to get up to scratch. Yeah. They're in a, they're in a proper mess. They they uh, yeah. Is it going to make Nakamura a better defender? Probably not. Go on, say something else outrageous. I, I can, I'm allowed to talk about Liverpool without ever getting upset. About I know, me. I'm not getting upset at all. Liverpool fans, you know. <laughs> you <laughs> he, looked, he looked him in the eye as well. <laughs> he looked him in the eye. You and Des Kelly. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> oh, dear. Um, uh, gentlemen, uh, something sad that happened uh, on the weekend. Uh, Papa Booba Diop um, dying at the age of 42. Mm. Very sad. I mean, 42 is obviously no age. Um, he was suffering from a long-term illness. But very, very sad indeed. And fans, the football fans in this country will re- perhaps remember him playing for, for a number of clubs. One would argue most notably for Portsmouth, 129 Premier League appearances. Of course, won the FA Cup in 2008 as well I mean I remember him scoring that goal as some of us will we've all seen the footage of uh, scoring that goal for Senegal in the uh, opening uh, game of the the World Cup in 2002 against France the first sewer rat to ever assist a goal oh that was uh, yeah El Hajju Splinter Splinter was the original sewer rat (laughs) (laughs) he was (laughs) but the man affectionately known as the wardrobe um, is is, is sadly gone so but you know we we have the memories but a a great shame Um, gentlemen to finish the show um, an odd piece of news that, that Jolien Lescott seems to have sort of come out of retirement, but he didn't mm. actually know. Um, apparently, he's joined Racing Murcia, the fourth tier, fourth tier Spanish club. Um, they've they've announced he retired in 2017, and uh, they offered him to play one game in their Copa del Rey first round uh, match um, against uh, La Liga side Levante in December. And uh, Lescott said, there's been an offer for me to go and take part in a game in Spain, which I'm exploring. By next week, I should know whether it's genuine. When they've sort of announced the signing. Yeah, they've, they've got it on the Twitter. It's a strange situation. Has this. he got like, has he signed up one of those cameo things? <laughs> and this is one of the tears that someone's <laughs> yeah, they, like, yeah, you got to go over there and play football too. Why? Well, the caveat that he didn't realise what he was saying in Spanish, but he actually read <laughs> yes. out, yeah, I will play for I them. This is legally yeah. binding, this message. <laughs> did he accidentally tweet it like he did that car? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. What happened. He accidentally signed a contract with his arse sort of thing. Uh, when, yeah, when he accidentally tweeted his new car. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it, I, I think uh, uh, Rassing are, are, are trying to... Uh, they, they, they said that they're trying to increase their profile. Harry's the heroes. It's Harry's heroes. It is Harry's heroes. We're trying to increase our profile. Who do we need to get in? <laughs> Jolene Lescott. Why didn't Man United do that with Jaden Sancho? Well, good, we signed him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got <laughs> That's all good, yeah. Everything's fine. But why are they? Why Lescott? Why is Lescott some sort of world ambassador or something that we're unaware of? I mean, Samuel Eto'o was. You make as it well. sound like a soccer aid. Well, yeah. that's what I mean. But they're trying to increase their profile. Is Jolene Lescott the man to do that? Exactly. Will Woody Harrelson play? I hope yeah. so. Maybe he could answer the call. Will Ferrell played a bit, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Samuel Eto'o was linked, and I thought, that's a bit more like it. That's a bit more like it. Yeah. How old is Samuel Eto'o now, though? Uh, well, I don't know, but you guarantee he's played more football in since 2017. <laughs> 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 Samuel Eto'o will always be playing football, wherever you see him. He'll be on a football pitch somewhere in the world. Professional, semi-pro, kickabout, you name it, he's there. He's there, ladies and gentlemen. Well, we, we, we look forward to that. What less got to come out of retirement just for one last job for a Spanish fourth-tier side? Excellent stuff. Right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to The Football Ramble. It's been an absolute pleasure. On tomorrow's show, Jules, Luke and Andy. Until then, thank you very much for Tushin Hantaraja. Thank you very much, Marcus Speller. Thank you very much, Peter Donaldson. Goodbye. And thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. See you soon. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.